And here we go, here we go. On this Monday evening, it is the 12th day of June, 2023, and this is Real Talk Memphis. I, You know, I have to sit here, I have to pause myself for a minute. I'm following the level at 5 o'clock on, on Monday evenings here with Lola. The, yeah, that Lola, the Lola that, that hangs out with us. Uh, Lola is... Uh, on the air here at WYXR, in case you didn't know it, uh, each and every Monday evening from 5 to 6 p.m., she precedes our show, a Level Lola. Tonight was her first show and uh, did a wonderful job. We are very, very, very proud. Uh, so, and, and also proud to have you all out there uh, with us uh, this evening for another uh, exciting episode of this broadcast. Of course, uh, anytime uh, Monday night hits uh, 6 o'clock or so, you understand and you already know uh, it is time to get busy with the real talk so uh you can hear us a various number of ways of course we are on live right now on wyxr 91.7 on your fm dial we are also on the tune in app you can catch us on the wyxr app as well uh and uh we are also on facebook live i believe right now and when the show posts tomorrow you can catch us uh of course we'll be uh uh we'll be on uh youtube is what i was trying to think of and uh, once the show posts, uh, we are a podcast, so you can catch us wherever you get your podcast. So you guys need to start to like, follow, share, and subscribe uh, this uh, this this radio show, this fine piece of radio broadcasting. I think I'm messing up my camera here, but my folks will my folks will straighten me up here in a minute or two. Uh, so um, yeah, I did. I messed it all up. But uh, but but uh, in any event, we have a good show for you tonight. Glad you could make it with us. Uh, Stick with us for the hour because I think you will actually enjoy the broadcast. Uh, our first guest is County Commissioner Henry Brooks. Henry has never been on this show before. Uh, this is her first time. And, of course, uh, the County Commission is in the midst of the budget season. And we're talking about real taxes. And we're talking about possible property tax heists and some other things uh, that she's going to share with us in just a few minutes. I look forward to that. A little bit later on, we'll be speaking with State Representative Jesse Chisholm. Uh, and, of course, uh, the legislative session ended not all that long ago. Uh, a lot of fireworks up there, to be sure. Wanted to kind of get his take on, on things. Uh, and, in, and, and in terms of uh, the governor calling a special session in August, I want to see if there's any meat to that at all. So we'll talk to Ches Jesse about that. And a little bit later on in the show, we're going to have uh, uh, this guy is what I would consider a very intrepid reporter. Uh, he uh, started out with the Commercial Appeal. Now he's with the Daily Memphian. His name is Sam Hardiman, and Sam will join me in the second half hour. He's the Enterprise and Investigative Reporter, uh, and of course uh, he he delves into a whole lot. So we'll find out kind of what what's going on in the city, kind of the pulse beat, what people are talking about besides crime, of course, and what they're thinking about uh, as well. So uh, lots of good stuff coming your way uh, during the broadcast. Now, as we always do this time of the show. Uh, we salute you. We take time out to do that because, uh, you know, anytime you can make a, a trip around the sun, another trip around the sun is very, very uh, important. Uh, and uh, you must be able to celebrate and commemorate that. And uh, Lola's taking a seat up front, which means she's got a birthday. So we're going to shout out you birthday folks, either the ones over the weekend, the one today or the one this week. But I can't do that until I say hit it, Bryn. All right. Let's jump into it, shall we? Happy birthdays on uh, this particular day go out to the following. Allison Fouché. 
Allison is the uh, Chief Communications Officer uh, for the City of Memphis. Uh, so happy birthday to you, Allison. Francine Walker, happy birthday to you. Ruth Grant, and I think Ruth Grant uh, is related to someone uh, that works at this radio station. But Ruth, we hear you, we got you. Happy birthday to you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Anthony Hunter celebrating a birthday today. As is Mary Hatchet McClendon. Paula Anders, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Juanita Crenshaw. A. Jenkins Jr. Greg Shackelford and a gentleman I know who uh, is in the Mississippi House of Representatives. His name is Ronnie Crudup Jr. And Ronnie Jr., happy birthday to you and, of course, each and every one. And Lola, you have a birthday you'd like to mention? Yes, a very, very happy birthday to my big sis, Tony Robinson. Happy birthday, sister. I love you. Happy birthday, Tony. She loves you. You heard that. Did you hear her on the radio a few minutes ago? She's doing her thing, right? It's great. Thank you, Brian. Really appreciate that. And listen, uh, for all of you out there, happy birthday. I hope your celebrations are going wonderful. And today has been filled with love and laughter. All right, a few news and notes before we get into it uh, here. Uh, of course, uh, the superintendent of education search uh, is this endless, uh, just kind of a amorphous thing uh, that just seems to have no end. Uh, there was another retreat over the weekend. Uh, I don't really know what it, what it accomplished. Uh, they're still trying to decide whether they're going back to the search uh, committee that they hired in the first place. Or are they, are they going to move forward with the three selected uh, finalists uh, for the position? Are they going to be doing that? We don't know. Uh, so there are still a lot more unanswered questions. The one question we do have the answer to is that there will not be a new superintendent by the time this school year starts. So uh, uh, this is, uh, I would say, uh, not the best way to either end a school year or be try to begin a new school year. But we will keep an eye on it and we will keep you posted. So, you know, there's a mayor's race going on, and there's a big election October 5th, not only for uh, the, the selection of a new mayor, but uh, all the city council uh, seats are up for grabs. Uh, but there will be at least four brand new uh, city uh, councilmen uh, before it is all said and done, as uh, half the uh, board there is uh, term limited, so they're moving on. Uh, there was a uh, mayor's forum. Uh, there was a candidate forum last week. Uh, that was held at uh, Mississippi Boulevard Christian Church. That's Thursday, I believe it was. Did you have a chance to check it out? Did you see it? Uh, did you watch it? Uh, did you hear what the candidates had to say about various issues of concern out here? Uh, these things are very important because uh, this gives you an insight into what they're thinking uh, and, and they're more importantly, what their plans are uh, for the future uh, of our city. Uh, I think I mentioned uh, the last uh, poll, informal poll I saw, uh, said that uh, former Mayor Willie Harrington uh, is uh, in the lead. Now, this is close, and we still got a few months to go here, but uh, he's leading this race. And I just wonder if anybody's surprised by that. Uh, I have talked to a few folks, uh, and I've just asked them indiscriminately, if the mayor's race was to be held today, who would you vote for? And do you know that uh, the majority of those folks said they thought that uh, uh, former Mayor Willie Harrington would be uh, their choice? It's interesting. Very interesting. Of course, uh, uh, a lot of people are concerned and uh, our focus and all of our focus is on the crime uh, that we see in our city. Of course, there was a double shooting yesterday morning in Hickory Hill where a man and a woman were shot to death 
no suspects uh, in the case. Apparently, there were four individuals uh, in a vehicle uh, that uh, may have perpetrated this act uh, and drove off. So, uh, you know, once again, that investigation is open. And so we've had our usual, uh, you know, situation and circumstance of, of crime and, and mayhem. And, and, you know, if you just watch any of the local newscasts for the first segment, the A segment is what they call it, uh, all you hear about is crime in our city. Uh, we're getting a reputation not only here uh, locally, but nationally as well as a, as a dangerous joint to hang out in. Uh, the latest, uh, the latest, uh, I, I, I guess, uh, criminal escapade that's in fashion around here uh, is uh, robbing these liquor stores. You know, uh, uh, Buster's got hit again uh, about a week or so ago. Uh, five or six of them just bum rushed the store, uh, did about ten to fifteen thousand dollars damage, and took God knows how much uh, in the terms of liquor. There were not one two, but three liquor stores that were hit today, early this morning, like overnight and early this morning. Three liquor stores were hit. And uh, we saw some, uh, some video of that. I watched the news earlier and we saw some video of that, uh, talking about that. And, and these owners, you know, and each and every one of the owners that they interviewed uh, said that they had been hit before. So how long do we think it's going to take for these businesses who are working hard to take care of themselves and their families by operating these businesses. How long do we think they're going to continue to, to stay here and take this? I mean, before they decide to close up shop and move somewhere else. We, we don't have a governance on crime these days. I mean, you know, individuals are both. There were three individuals over the weekend uh, who were uh, uh, driving along and the, and, and the MPD was, was following them. I think there was some suspicious activity there. Uh, do you know that the individuals they were driving a Mercedes cut in front of the police officers and stopped right in front of them and aimed weapons at them? They aimed guns at, at police officers. It knows no bounds. And the only reason I say things like this is because we can't wish it away. We can't close our eyes and, and, and we open our eyes again and this is really not happening. But it is happening. Zero regard for human life. Or, 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 or folks in law enforcement. And let me tell you something. Uh, you know, we, we talk about law enforcement every now and again, but guess what? They're people first. They're people first. And they want to go home to their families too. Don't think they're not scared either. When a situation like what I just described happened, uh, and it did happen over the weekend, what are we to make of that? So, you know, it's not the, uh, the young people are, are having some issues right now. Not everybody, of course, but, but, uh, but enough of them to cause a big problem. And we're seeing crime rampant running all over our city. There is no respect. There is no regard for law enforcement until there is some type of deterrent that is going to keep people from doing these things or at least thinking twice about committing heinous crimes. We are always going to have to deal with this situation. You can't. Somebody uh, asked me the other day, uh, you know, do they have boot camps here? Or did they ever have boot camps here? I don't know. But the bottom line to it is we have a serious, serious problem. And until uh, there is a deterrent enough for somebody uh, to say who is thinking about committing a crime, whether you're a kid or whether you're a young adult or what have you, to say, maybe I might think twice about doing that. Until that happens... We're just in we're just in trouble. This country 
Uh, there are more guns in this country than there are people in this country. And I'm almost starting to think there are more guns in Memphis than there are people in Memphis. This is a major, major situation. And the bail situation isn't helping either. You know, and you, you talk about uh, having a reasonable amount of bail for people based on the economic scale. Criminals know about this, and they're saying, you know what, just, just hurry up. Lock me up, uh, get me bail so I can bail myself out, so I can hang with my boys later on tonight. This is a problem, and this is going to continue to be a problem until we all uh, figure out that, you know, what we're doing is not working, and we need to absolutely, positively, without question, do better. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm, I'm shifting gears here. I'm jumping off that, uh, that soapbox. Uh, how many of you have seen the show Young Rock? You know, about The Rock, the wrestler The Rock, uh, his story? Well, it was uh, filmed here in Memphis this past season. Uh, the network has decided no more Young Rock. They have canceled Young Rock. Rock. Who's, who's, that? who's that over there? Lola's all upset now because they canceled Young Rock. I didn't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so... <laughs> So, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the NBA uh, Finals could be over tonight. Denver uh, is facing uh, Miami, of course, and Denver has a three-game-to-one lead, and they are playing in Denver tonight. So we'll see if there's a celebration in Denver tomorrow. That wraps up news and notes for this Monday evening. I am going to take my first break. I am Chip. You know who you are. How about we start the show? You think so? I think so, too. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back on this edition of Real Talk Memphis. Don't go away. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? Or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Out in Memphis, who is hosting their second annual Queer Prom on June 24th at Crosstown Concourse. This event will be a night of dancing and celebration for the LGBTQ plus community of the Mid-South. More information at queerprom.org. At WYXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WYXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at WYXR.org. WYXR is supported by the Museum of Science and History presenting Laser Live, which brings live music and laser light effects together for a live concert series in the Mosh AutoZone Dome at the Sharp Planetarium. The series continues with Free World on June 10th. More information at moshmemphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington.
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on a beautiful Monday evening in the city. I hope uh, you all fared well. We had some tough storms move through uh, several areas of town last night. Uh, thousands of folks lost power, and uh, uh, there was even some hail falling in some locations. So I hope you all fared well in terms of that. And we came back with a beautiful day. Cloudy, not too not too hot, not too warm. So pretty nice day overall. So um, we were talking a little bit uh, about the challenges our city and our county face, uh, you know, these days. And uh, I wanted to bring somebody on the show uh, who uh, is no stranger to anyone in our city or county uh, she's a very committed uh, lawmaker if you if you uh, know her uh, and she is uh, a, a member of the current county commission and this is the first time I've had her on this show uh, please welcome to the show county commissioner Henry Brooks it's good to see you my friend how are you thank you very much I'm good to be here I'm great I'm really great well, I am very happy to hear that and very happy you took time to come on and be with us tonight. Uh, a few things I want to talk about, Henry. And of course, um, uh, you know, we're right smack dab in the middle of, uh, for you folks, uh, budget season, which is always an interesting and challenging time. Uh, and I know you all are working diligently to try to uh, you know, to try to get things together. One of the issues, of course, uh, that caught a lot of folks' uh, attention uh, was the initially proposed wheel tax increase from right. $50 to $100. Uh, you yeah. all voted that down twice. Uh, it was voted down twice. <laughs> so, na- so now we're looking at alternative solutions. The mayor uh, did make a little bit of noise last week by saying, well, he might be proposing a possible uh, property tax increase. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Well, actually, it's a possibility, and um, I, don't, I can't get too far ahead of the resolution because I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But um, as you know, we have a responsibility to um, fund county government, and we need funds at this point in time. So um, if we cannot bring that property tax, I'm mean, not the property tax, the wheel tax back, then that will be our next option. Is that is that is 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 there a possibility of you, of you you all trying to rework and increase in the property tax? Uh, not I'm sorry, the wheel tax in some sort of way uh, that that the folks around here won't 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 get too irritated by it. Well, you know, it's 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 a little difficult to do that. I, one of the things we can do is try to eliminate or increase the the. Um, the rebate for senior citizens. Now there's already one in place, but if we add, uh, increase the amount of rebate that senior citizens get, that might make it a you know a little bit more comfortable. But either way, anytime a tax is a tax is a tax. Yeah, and, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And when you when you're taking money out of limited incomes, it's just gonna hurt you anywhere you go. Yeah. But. You know, I'm I'm thinking along what 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 would be less painful? What what's less painful? But when you're talking about a tax, pain is pain. So I'm I'm thinking that we may look at a property tax increase, which would be if we could make it a tiered kind of thing where the more your property is valued at, the more you would pay. The less, the less you would pay. Mm-hmm. Now that's something that has to be put on the table. And of course, on Wednesday, uh, I'll have an opportunity to bring that up if there isn't another viable option that will give more relief to people with lesser incomes. 
Yeah, we're always looking for more relief. Uh, that 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 that's for sure. Uh, now, uh, as someone who has uh, served on the uh, county commission before uh, and, and is back now, you have you have a valuable insight uh, into how these things work. But more importantly, you have a valuable insight into the community that you serve. Uh, right. And I think that, that that has some value. Are you finding that, uh, especially some of the first-time folks on the mm-hmm. county commission are looking to you uh, for advice and counsel on, on some of the more delicate issues that you deal with? Well, in some cases, yes. And um, I certainly appreciate that. But, you know, it's, it's so great to know, it's refreshing to know that there are young people. And I say young people because I'm like 40 years older than some of these young folks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but they come out and they are ready to work. Uh, they come with options. They come with alternatives. Uh, very good questions about what's being proposed. So I can appreciate that. And it's, you know, these these policymakers, these young policymakers, do not have to be spoon fed. Right. But they do want to understand what has been the precedent, uh, what is more favorable from your perspective. I'm just taking another perspective from someone who's been there before, and I appreciate that. So uh, I want to I want to I want to touch on this just a bit because I, honestly I think you were one of the folks uh, you know and I want to talk about the county clerk's office Wanda Halbert now uh, things seem to be moving uh, you know uh, in, in in terms of what she's trying to do I'm, I'm to understand there's some negotiations in terms of the uh, uh, Poplar Plaza location uh, and maybe even some, you know, some some agreements there. Uh, the Riverdale office uh, has opened uh, to limited service. Uh, right. So you were one of the folks who said, you know, not so fast when everybody was trying to throw her out of office and into the street. And you said, let let's. Let's take a look at this. Let, let's stand back and let's try to provide uh, some uh, opportunity uh, to be able to, uh, you know, get this thing rectified. How are you feeling now in terms of uh, the direction uh, the county clerk's office is going? Well, as you just said, the county clerk's office has um, had a soft opening last week of the Riverdale office, and that's something that the mayor has just been adamant about opening. And I'm glad to hear that. And the lease, there has been a lease over a new lease sign over at the Poplar Plaza. So anytime that the citizens are are being given more relief, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy about that. Um, I, I certainly would like for the um, the Riverdale office to get fully functioning because it would be wonderful, particularly for senior citizens, because you can drive through. That's great. And I know standing in lines, but the soft opening looked really great, Chip, because I didn't see any line. If I did, maybe three people, and they just would kind of walk right in. So we're we're that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Absolutely. So you have been uh, uh, pretty concerned about, as all of us are, about the crime uh, increase in our city and our county. Yes. Uh, it, it is a, it is a big problem that none of us can can hide from. But you you've always been one to seek alternatives, and I want you to talk a little bit about an initiative that you are you are heading up uh, with our area churches, and you've actually got some churches to be involved in it. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, as you said, I'm, it's just something that we cannot run from because it's all over. And what touches my heart, Chip, is that it involves our children. There are children who are 
exhibiting negative behavior, if you will. Mm -hmm. There are some children who are doing committing delinquent acts. And there are some children who do not want to be involved. But we know about peer pressure. And we know that we're in the summertime and there are some children who do not want to be out on the street. They want a place to go. Mm -hmm. They do not want to go into the community center. Neither do they want to sit at home and watch TV. Mm -hmm. So I want to find a safe place and a safe place where they can come and they can refresh their uh, academic uh, skills, reading, writing, arithmetic, do board games. Um, they can you know, have limited sports, but they can also have someone to talk with. And, and mind you, I would love to have pastors doing devotion every morning. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. We're rolling this out and they're agreeing to this because that's important in some lives. Some children need to have that kind of uh, spiritual, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, experience because a lot of our children have not been exposed to spiritual experiences. Not that we're pushing religion, we're not, but the church is a safe place. And we want children who want, do not want to be on the street to have a safe place to go. So when does this uh, start and you're working? I think you have about, what, 25 churches involved in this, right? Am we, I, am I we correct do, in that? We do. We have some coming on. We have some uh, dropping off. So we're, we, we're, we, we're still rolling it out because, as you said, we, we're in a budget session. And um, our money for summer camps will come from the county budget. Okay. So right. But everything is falling into place. I have new people coming on and just, Today, we had five new churches, and I'm so happy about some of the churches that are coming on. They have the same vision that I do, yeah. helping children to refresh their academic skills, giving them a safe place, uh, and also empowering their parents to be uh, more responsible parents. Well, you know, I think this is an amazing program, and really, I mean, we need all the help we can get. Uh, and, and, and I mean, you know, clearly, uh, you know, there's a, there are a lot more children than there are things to do or places to do it at. Uh, right. And so when you when you bring in the church environment in, 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 in this, that's a very important component, I think. It, it, it is an important component, but I, I don't want parents to think that we're pushing religion. We're not pushing religion on the trip on the children or on you. But what I'm pushing is a safe place, a place where children can come. And, and I heard a little four-year-old on the Today Show say that before he goes to school and get involved, what he likes to do is sit down and calm himself. Mm. And this, this was a four-year-old. Mm. So I thought, now how wonderful is that? And that's what the church will give them a, a, a place to sit down and calm themselves and then start their activities. Well, listen, I think that's a, that's an amazing idea. And like I said, we need all the positive reinforcement and help that we can get. And hopefully if there's anybody out there uh, in the church environment that uh, that is interested in it, they can reach out to you, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Please. Um, thank you so much. Give me a call at 901-857-6443. We'll be happy to sign you up and give you the information that we're giving pastors and asking pastors to sign on to. And I want to thank my partners, uh, Youth Bill, uh, Jeffrey Heath, uh, Shelby County Schools. Mm -hmm. They have just been wonderful. They're providing meals. They're providing books. They're providing board games. And I can't tell you how happy I am and how joyful. And, of course, Pastor Ricky Floyd yeah. is providing a 
free space for all of our meetings. And, and to me, uh, that is giving. That's giving and that's giving where you are to help your community because we all have a stake in this. Absolutely. So we need to do what we can do where we are. And it's for the children. Absolutely. County Commissioner Henry Brooks, thank you so much for coming on the show thank tonight. You. Thank you. Really enjoyed our conversation and uh, and the best of luck during the budget season and, and beyond, okay? Thank you very much. All right, have Look a good evening. Thank you, sir. You, okay. you too. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. County Commissioner Henry Brooks, ladies and gentlemen, a very good conversation there about a number of things uh, that affect each and every one of us. Uh, very happy to have her on the show. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the state legislature and uh, the nonsense that's going on up there in Nashville with somebody who's actually in the house and can talk to us about it. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll take another break, and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Out Memphis, who is hosting their second annual Queer Prom on June 24th at Crosstown Concourse. This event will be a night of dancing and celebration for the LGBTQ plus community of the Mid-South. More information at queerprom.org. WYXR Stereo Sessions, presented by Mempho, honors the hidden history of Memphis's lasting impact on jazz with a listening session and discussion surrounding 1959's Down Home Reunion. The album features Memphis-raised jazz legends at the height of their powers, including the likes of Frank Strozier, Phineas Newborn Jr., Booker Little, George Coleman, and more. Join us, along with hosts Joe Restivo and John Bass, for the free event at the Memphis Listening Lab on June 14th. RSVP for the session and the cocktail party preceding it at Stereo sessions.wyxr.org. This event is sponsored by Diller Door, Duncan Williams, Memphis Listening Lab, Via Productions, and Crosstown Brewing Company. WIXR is supported by the Orpheum's 2023-2024 Broadway season, featuring Funny Girl, Beetlejuice, Six, Company, Les Mis, Mrs. Doubtfire, Wicked, and Mamma Mia. More information at orpheum-memphis.com slash season. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Welcome back to uh, Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip here with you. Uh, Facebook Live roll call. GKP, JGKP Worth, that is my guy. He is uh, checking us out this evening. Uh, 
I love his, I love his, uh, you know, he does a Facebook uh, live thing, you know, and, and chops it up with uh, the audience every day. Uh, he says, uh, y'all already know who it is. So when you hear that expression, <laughs> you know, uh, that is GKP in the house, man. It's good to see you. Thank you for supporting my show uh, as I support yours because I really enjoy watching you. Michael Harris, I see you, my friend. Good to see you. Uh, let's see here. Buddy Smith is on. Uh, Kenneth Poole. Kelly D. Price, my future bodyguard, he's checking us out. Sister Siri is watching as well. And Michael O'Harris is online tonight. You know, he's a busy fellow. Uh, Dr. Talisa Franklin. Uh, by the way, uh, Talisa is uh, really the backbone behind the Juneteenth celebration, uh, which is the next weekend. Uh, I mean, well, I guess this coming weekend, because Juneteenth is next Monday. Uh, the celebration. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and, and I think she's making it bigger and better for uh, all of us each and every year. So nice job there, uh, you know, on the uh, Juneteenth celebration. Thank you all for checking us out this evening. Now, my next guest uh, has been in the uh, State House in the Nashville since 2018, I believe. Uh, and uh, so he has got a pretty good grip on uh, w what is going on up there. And of course, uh, the session just closed uh, down. Uh, was memorable for, I would say, uh, many of the wrong reasons. But I wanted to have uh, him on because, uh, you know, we hadn't talked in a while, and I kind of want to get his perspective on what is happening now. Uh, please welcome to the show State Representative Jesse Chisholm. And Jesse, once again, great to see you, my friend. Man, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's just an honor to be here with you. Listen, uh, before we even get into this, uh, I have to say congratulations to you. Uh, you are a newly minted married man. And uh, yes. I saw yes. I saw uh, some of your celebration on social media. Man, I, I mean, I, you, you know what? You, you know how to do these things, man. You did it upright. Congratulations to you and your beautiful bride. And I wish you many, many, many years of happiness. Man, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's been a fun week thus far. I bet, I bet, I, I, I have no doubt. Absolutely that. So, Jesse, let's talk a little bit about the session uh, that just ended. Of course, uh, there were a lot of issues uh, that came to the forefront. Uh, the tragic uh, school shooting up there uh, that took the lives of uh, six uh, innocent victims, including three children, uh, you know, was, was a very, very big deal and prompted. Uh, some major protests, uh, you know, directed uh, and aimed straightly at the governor and the, the state house. Uh, a lot of people were frustrated. They're angry. Uh, uh, they're really at their wits' end about this lack of gun control. And of course, a lot of your colleagues in the house, the Republicans, uh, decided that it's okay for folks down to the age of 18 uh, to be involved with permitless carry, uh, no background checks, and everything like that. You represent. Memphis, uh, and uh, you are very well aware of what is happening in our city. What's your take on things, and as it, and particularly as it relates uh, to your colleagues in the House that don't seem to be too interested uh, in saving lives down here? Man, you know, it's, it's been quite disappointing seeing some of the legislation that they've proposed over the last two years, you know, from permitless carry to lowering the, gun, lowering the age to purchase and have a firearm. You know, uh, having a firearm is a huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. And when we take away the training, when we take away permitting, which allows even law enforcement to be able to see who's supposed to have one and who is not, I think we we went down a dangerous slope. It's so unfortunate what happened at the school in Nashville. Um, it's so unfortunate something like that had to prompt 
people to pro- had to had to prompt, uh, protest and and so many people had to vent so many so many feelings because being from Memphis, you know, uh, we're we're in an area where where gun violence has gone through our communities and we've 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 seen it, we we've heard about it, and just to see um, people across the state act like they don't care about all Tennesseans is quite disappointing. I would imagine so. Uh, you know, you and 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 of course, you know, in reflection, you know, on this, and and I think that uh, you know, we all know the governor has called for a special session for you all to reconvene August twenty first to talk about uh, some type of gun control legislation. I think um, I, I I can't speak you know, for him, but uh, obviously, the thousands and thousands of people uh, that protested uh, gun violence uh, right in their backyard, and of course, he had some personal reference to it because uh, his wife was uh, very good friends with one of the unfortunate victims. Uh, honestly, Jesse, you've been around that house for a while. Uh, do you think? Uh, that uh, when you do reconvene uh, in, a, in a month or so, or a couple of months, uh, we're going to see anything positive come out of that. Well, I'm 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 hearing a lot, but you know I I have to be uh, cautiously optimistic um, because you know a, a lot of times they give us a lot of lip service, like we're really going to talk about gun violence, and they'll put everything under the mask of public safety, mm-hmm. and and hopefully we actually do talk about some meaningful gun legislation. I think a, bit, a, good, a good step in the right direction would be to restore the permitting process. You know, because with, with, with having permits, it, it let people know that these people had at least a minimal amount of training and these people did have a background check. So I think that, I think that would be the right step in the right direction along with some more things. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, we all know that uh, the state kind of oversees all of this. So even here in Memphis, where the city council was uh, making some noise about, uh, you know, bringing something to a ballot uh, next year about, you know, about that issue, about, you know, reinstating, uh, you know, permits and, and, and things like that. But that, unfortunately, anything that is done in a local municipality, and correct me if I'm wrong, can be overruled uh, by the state uh, because they govern uh, these 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 rules. Am I correct? That, that's absolutely true. Uh, the, the the bills that we passed at the state capitol today apply to all of Tennessee, except for those exceptions where they take we take on uh, a local issue that's given to us by that locality. And man, I, again, I, let me go back to the special session that we're having. Mm-hmm. I really do hope. I really, really, really do hope. We actually sit down and really talk about some uh, some some gun legislation that'll be that'll keep our streets safer. Yeah, I mean, I know that the Republicans uh, are, are trying to you know to to use uh, the the Second Amendment uh, you know as as sort of their you know their, their protector in all of this, and they don't want to upset. Uh, the folks, uh, you know, out here dealing with that, you know, I mean, in terms of, well, you know, taking away our rights and, you know, kid bear arms and things like that. But there's got to be some rules and regulations uh, in, in place some somewhere. Now, Jesse, uh, when the two legislators, uh, your colleagues, uh, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, were uh, expelled, uh, stunningly expelled uh, f- from the state house. You were there, uh, I- involved in all of that, uh, or, or a lay witness to all of that. When that was actually going on, uh, when these two guys were fighting uh, just to be heard uh, on uh, gun 
legislation issues and their mics were cut off. Uh, I have to imagine that a lot of things were going through your head at that time. Man, look, uh, a supermajority is dangerous in, in either direction, I believe. And in this case, it proved to be extra dangerous. Not only did you uh, pass legislation that that that's harmful to many Tennesseans, we're not allowing um, fair debate on a lot of those issues as well. You know, the people were crying for us to, to, to speak about gun violence. Mm-hmm. But but we went on that day like it was business as usual. And it's so frustrating when, um, and we're in a minority, but it's so frustrating when you have uh, people who are trying to speak for their districts but not being heard. And also when they took, when they took the route to try to remove those members uh, from their post, that they are telling the people that, their vote was wrong mm-hmm. that, you know, and that's, 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 that's not a good thing to do. Duly elected individuals, like everybody in that, in that house, up there, duly right. elected. And, uh, and, and of course, so now we have to go through the expense because it costs to have special elections and they both have it, to have a special election. They've been reappointed back to their seats, but they have to be revoted uh, into seats that they were already voted into. Uh, yes. Yeah. And you have members over there who were told, who were told that, Hey, uh, you don't have the legal you don't have the legal stand to stand on to remove these members. They 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 can be they can come right back, and they went forward with with this anyway. So um, I don't feel bad about the the blowback that they received from it because uh, wrong is wrong, and um, and they, I think they thought a lot of uh, their their colleagues was going to stand by and watch them. Um, do our members like that in front of everybody? That we 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 could not stand and let that happen. Before I let you go, Jesse, uh, when uh, there was the the House reconvenes uh, after the first of the year, uh, I'm sure that you and several of your colleagues, particularly from our area, uh, have conversation all the time about uh, some of the uh, legislative issues you would like to take up uh, in the new session. Anything uh, you know in particular uh, that you're looking forward to have conversation about when the House uh, comes back next year? Oh, yes, of course. I've been on a crusade for our small businesses, for our small black-owned businesses, uh, especially here in, in, ten, in, in Memphis and anywhere else in Tennessee. Uh, you know, during, during the COVID-19 pandemic, our small businesses with less than five employees took, uh, took a beating. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of those businesses weren't able to stay open, but the, for the ones that have been able to stay open, uh, we're we're working on getting having packages available for those businesses to be able to strengthen their leagues. That's very very important because uh, small businesses, as as you said before, and a lot of people know that that really is the backbone of, of, of any city of any city and community. That's right. Yeah. So listen, man, listen, I, you know, again, thank you so much for coming on tonight and, and talking with us. Uh, uh, you know, we don't often get, uh, you know, direct insight uh, as to what is happening up there in Nashville. Uh, so I'm really happy that you took some time, uh, you know, away just a few minutes to, to, to chat with our audience. And I, I really appreciate it. It's good to see you again, man. And uh, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck, uh, you know, as, as we move forward out here. That's right, man. Together we can move forward. Thank you so much. Look, I appreciate you, man. And we'll be chatting again down the road. You take care, okay? All right, let's do it. Okay, man. Thank you, man. All right.
State Representative Jesse Chisholm, ladies and gentlemen, giving us uh, the lowdown and uh, some uh, valuable information uh, as to, uh, you know, what uh, is going on up there in Nashville. We'll take our final break of uh, this Monday evening, and when we come back, we are going to talk to uh, a very dogged and determined uh, young reporter in this town. I I'd like to get his take on a few uh, of uh, the major issues in our city, and I look forward to the conversation in just a minute. This is Real Talk Memphis. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Let's take it back in time to Cool Summers by Mint Cream Market. Shop with Memphis artists and makers alike. It will feature music from WYXR DJs every last Saturday of the month starting June 24th at the High Cotton Brewery located in the Historic Edge District. Thanks to Mint Cream Market, Memphis Medical District Collaborative, and WYXR. More information at mintcreammarket.com. Memphis-based Black Arts and Culture Organization Tone is back with their annual Juneteenth celebration, featuring a week filled with events centered around African-American heritage and creativity. This year's theme is BAPS, exploring Black royalty and regalia. The week kicks off on June 15th with a screening of the movie BAPS. Daily events include a spades tournament, gala, after party, and outdoor festival. Musical acts at the festival include Project Pat, Duke Deuce, Hit Kid, Goddessy, Taliba Safia, and WYXR's own Kai to God. For more information, visit ToneJuneteenth.com. WYXR is supported by the 4th Annual Craft Food and Wine Festival benefiting Church Health. The Cheeseboard-inspired event will be held Sunday, June 25th inside the Columns in downtown Memphis and includes a performance by Tanya Dyson in the downstairs VIP lounge. More information at citytastingexperiences.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you. Uh, and, uh, you know, when you want to know what is really happening uh, with, uh, you know, with no chaser uh, added, uh, you know, many of us, uh, you know, look at the paper, look at the online uh, stuff and, and, and the written word uh, to really get a good grasp of what is happening. So I decided uh, I wanted to get a, a young man in here who... Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've known for a while now. He's a, a, a very good reporter, in, in my estimation. He is the enterprise and investigative reporter for the Daily Memphian these days, and his name is Sam Hardiman. And Sam, welcome to Real Talk, man. It's good to see you. 
Good to see you, Chip. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for the kind words. Absolutely that. So, so Sam, you know, your job is to go out, uh, you know, quite honestly, and, and find the story. And, and not only find the story, but dig into it, uh, you know, and, and pull out as much information, you know, as you can. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, for our from our back experiences uh, when I was with the health department, you're a dogged and determined reporter. That's for dog. <laughs> that's for dog on sure. And uh, and and you and you get and you get the job done. Uh, these days, um, how easy or difficult is it for you to do your job? You know, uh, based on what you see and hear around here every day. Well, I I did wear you out a little bit when <laughs> yeah. you were over at the health department, didn't <laughs> yes, I? You did. Um, yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> you were always you were always kind about it though, and I appreciate that. Right. So, in terms of of doing my job, I think it's you know, what's that phrase about eighty percent of life is showing up, and I think if you show up, you're gonna be able to uh, find um, the story, like you say, and, and be able to dig into it. I think there are some government agencies around here who can get better at records requests, but all in all, Chip, you know, I think Memphis has luckily been isolated from sort of the national conversation about media and media access and it's still behaving like a local market for sure. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I generally read, uh, you know, most if not all of your stories. Uh, we obviously have a mayor's election uh, coming up and I know you did, uh, you know, you do stories on that. Uh, to you right now, uh, what is the pulse of our city and our county? What are people talking about and focused on? You know, uh, we all know the number one thing is crime, obviously. But I mean, is that is that I mean, is that the most relevant issue? I mean, what 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 what, what do you sense out, out here in, in, in our city today in terms of the news? Yeah. So I think, you know, what I try to do is I try to bake any sort of I wouldn't even call this an opinion, but sort of my thoughts and, and what I would report based on analysis, based on talking to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've been lucky enough to report on a few polls recently, and you can read those polls and the stories on them at dailymemphian.com. You want to learn more. And, and like you said, Chip, it's not surprising that crime is the number one issue. What I think and what you'll see maybe more from the Daily Memphian in the coming weeks is it really is there's a sense of urgency and frustration in this city that maybe at least in my time and i've only lived here for a half decade about five years i haven't seen and i think that this mayor's race may take the tenor of that but i would also say about a mayor's race we're still more than 100 days from election day Mm. and there are many many more turns uh for the for the mayor's race before we really know what this is about so, you know, and, and having said that, uh, yeah, so it really isn't, uh, you know, time for folks to get real excited. You have done a couple of polls, and I think I mentioned it at the top. The last one I saw, Willie Harrington, a former mayor, Willie Harrington, uh, was 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 leading. But again, we, we have some distance to go here. And, and, and do you think that people are starting to become engaged in this? I, I don't know that I necessarily sense uh, the, 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 the real focus on it as of yet. What are you seeing in terms of that? Absolutely, Chip. I think that's right. I don't think that the the vast majority of, you know, the roughly, if we're, we're guessing today, 100,000 to 120,000 people who are going to vote in this election, I don't think the majority of them are engaged right now. I think it's media types such as myself, such as yourself, that, that are really engaged. And, and I like to base it off of, you know, when you're driving down a main thoroughfare in Memphis, Tennessee, how many road signs are you seeing? And how big are they? Mm. When the big signs come out, when those really, really big signs that's when I think people start paying attention because it's staring them in the face mm-hmm. and we're not there yet. 
That's very, very interesting. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, the uh, the budget season, both for the city, uh, you know, and the county, it, it's that time of year, and uh, some big decisions are are, are going to have to be made. Uh, you know, is there anything uh, that you see that is going to uh, be a surprise uh, to uh, to residents here? I know that the uh, the wheel tax, for example. Uh, that that was voted down twice the the uh, you know the fifty two hundred dollars uh, you know fee and now they're talking about a, a property tax possible property tax increase uh, what's your take on that so uh, you know I can only know what you know what's been reported I actually haven't done a lot of reporting on the wheel tax and uh, but I understand that you know Mayor Harris told the Daily Memphian last week that you know there's consideration of a property tax increase if to fund regional one if, if they had a wheel tax side can't get done and then on the city side you know and this is something i have report on there is consideration they will debate tomorrow uh during their committee session tomorrow being tuesday um about a 29 percent property tax increase on the city side that would largely uh go to fund mata and, and affordable housing and so you know there's a good chance you know next couple of weeks you know the fiscal year ends on june 30th that and the budgets have to be passed before then that uh, people's cost of living can get a little bit more expensive. Yeah, and I don't think that that's going to be a, a, a very popular notion, uh, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of, uh, you know, folks uh, struggling uh, out here. I mean, this is a city that has a high poverty rate. We all know that. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, uh, you know, you want to keep as many pennies in your pocket, uh, you know, as you can. Uh, let me let me let me turn back to crime for a minute. Uh, you know, uh, since the advent of uh, what happened with uh, Tyree Nichols and his murder uh, at the hands of uh, police officers in this town and, and the subsequent ordinances uh, that were passed by the city council on behalf of some very concerned citizens, uh, you know, in, in this city. Uh, does it seem from the perspective of a reporter uh, that, uh, that things have changed any at all? Because it seems to me uh, that things are, are getting worse, not better, and we're not uh, creating enough of a detriment uh, for young or old uh, in terms of criminal activity around here. What, what do you, what's your take on that? Yeah, I think that crime data is uh, difficult, right? Like I try to base everything that I think about in, in data and reporting and crime data is difficult to read because crime data only captures what has been reported to the police, right? Mm -hmm. And certainly violent crime has been up in the last, you know, six, seven months and has been up this year after the homicide rate decline in the in really the back half of 2022 last year. Mm -hmm. And so it's re sort of reversing some trends. There's obviously been the, the nationwide trend, and I think in Memphis that we would do well to remember that this is a nationwide trend. There's been, been a tremendous amount of car thefts in this city, and, and the reason that there's a nationwide trend is Kia's and Hyundai's have become so easy to steal because of a, a security defect that many major insurance companies aren't insuring those cars anymore, or said they haven't, and so they won't in the future. So. So that, that really, that pressing, I think, urgency of crime and, and the frustration people thought, I think in large part has a lot to do with this, the prevalence of property crime and what we've seen. And then we've also seen some obviously very notable instances of violent crime in the, the first half of this year. And that, that all contributes to that. But I'm not certain that crime is so much up compared to what it was. And we would still really have to see in the summer is typically one of the most violent times of year unfortunately and we'll have to see at the end of the year whether or not the narrative of crime is what's up or, or crime itself i think
think I think the jury is still out on what the data can hold. Hmm. That's very interesting. And and uh, listen, Sam, I, I uh, I'm up against it, but thank thank you for coming. You know that. I wanted your insight because you're first of all you're very direct and you're a very honest guy and like I said your reporting is always spot on because it's not uh, you know filled with gossip but rumor or innuendo it's fact and you go after the facts and I think you do it very very well uh, so I really appreciate you taking some time to come on the show tonight and kind of talk to our listeners and our viewers and uh, I really appreciate you man if you don't mind I'll be I'll be I'll be pulling on you again before before absolutely you Chip I'm happy to do it and thanks again for having me appreciate you man thank you so much have a good night we'll talk down the road so ladies and gentlemen uh, that, that puts a wrap on another broadcast here tonight uh, we thank Sam for uh, coming in uh, and uh, chatting with us this evening as we do uh, County Commissioner Henry Brooks and State Representative Jesse Chisholm and as uh, Bryn plays this out I want to thank you all uh, for taking some time to check us out tonight all the folks on the Facebook Live line have no idea uh, who's listening to this show <laughs> or where you are listening to this show. But if you are, I totally appreciate it. And I mean, from the heart, it's, uh, and sincere. Thank you so much. Uh, we try to provide a show that, uh, uh, you know, will give you some information and make you think about some things, uh, you know, as you move along. Uh, because I do care about the city and I care about the people in it. Uh, so, you know, thanks again to all my guests and thank you for uh, for supporting this broadcast. Please like, follow, share and subscribe Real Talk Memphis, because as I always say, together we grow. And for Bryn, uh, for Nicole, uh, for Lola uh, and for Addison, who's with us today, uh, I'm Chip. Uh, you all have a great, safe week and we'll talk to you real soon. Chip, watch, chip, watch.